0: PJs. Thanks for the picture. I'm from Long Beach. I don't go to PJs. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I've paid my there plenty of times. (sighs) IKEA. (laughs) Where's PJs?
1: Second on on Second Street.
0: Panama
2: Joe's, man. Oh fuck that! No. Oh fuck.
1: Ah
0: shit. Shit. I was like the Dan's non-reaction made me realize how how West West LA this man has turned. <laughs> no. Yeah, dog. They, they gave me a free picture. I'm yet to go there. And they've given me a free picture card every week for Where Tuesdays did you come from? Where did you go?
2: Where did you come from? Panama Joe. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that Panama no. Joe's dog. That's, Dude, that's no, absolutely no. not happening. What, this should be a sign of my growth in the fact that I have wiped that place from my memory. Because yes, you know, yes, times yes, change, yes. values don't, and I am gonna forget about that ever happening to me. It's okay. unfortunately a Long Beach staple. <laughs> I, y- 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 y'all can crash at my place i'm not saying west hollywood be- is better i'm saying that uh silver lake and east hollywood are um, <laughs> 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 hello humans welcome to audio face the reverend podcast about the music news music, music culture that mostly matters i am dan i am sean this is episode 251 of this bastard and on this album podcast reviewing doohickey we have her loss by drake and 21 savage arguably uh featuring notes from um Annie, who is the audio face, uh, one of the audio face ghost producers and C's from we made it podcast and Powerport. uh, smithereens by Joji and alpha Zulu by Phoenix. We also have a number of singles to review a little bit of ripper to do and, um, some really funny shit on the fact that Kanye West can't do one of the dumb things that he would do in one of his episodes. Anyways, let us start with the singles. Uh, I <laughs> ice spice is a thing now and a lot of people are paying attention to her she's released a number of songs um munch feeling you is the one that she has been like kind of really popping off off of lately
3: that nigga a munch, nigga, either he ate it for lunch. Bitch on my baddie, I get what I want like You thought I was feeling you? Now I was feeling you. That nigga a munch, nigga, either he ate it for lunch. Bitch, I'm a baddie, I get what I want like Bitch on my baddie, I get what I please. You know my body, I do it with ease. see with my body, he telling me please. <gasps> I'm walking past me, sniffing my breeze. He jacking me, but he not my boo He like the jewelry I wear on my boobs. How can I link you when I got a shoe? Don't want your love, I just want the blue. Grabbing my ass while I'm doing my dance. She can wanna stay in cause shorty to fan. Damn. Gotta stick to the plan? He mad as fuck, I won't give him a chance.
2: But of course we also have worth mentioning. I'm Bikini, Bikini Bottom. If
3: chose, like, if she feeling hot, then I'm linked up with frozen. I get a bitch tired every time that I post. Damn, if the party not lit, then I'd rather not go. If she feeling hot, then I make that bitch frozen. I get a bitch tired every time that I post. Damn, look in the mirror. I'm feeling me. Stacking money with a cylinder. 20 to stand on the couch. Went out of town. Fuck feeling me. He liked the way that I dress. Throw balance to flex. Like Mimi, I got him obsessed. Them bitches see me as a threat. The baddest in the room. So tell him to make room. So uh,
2: what do you think about both of those little projects?
1: That's what I'll say. <laughs> Just my groan. Because it's fucking rough. It's
2: oh, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. Just don't listen. Trap is down bad right now.
1: Ice Spice is
2: very clearly a drill pivot. Even though drill is a very New York thing, and a lot of artists from Atlanta and Los Angeles too. and places that are very much New York—not New York, but very much—have a lot of following are boosting her up right now, which makes me not believe that she's an industry plan at all. Are boosting her up right now? I, I think there's some, you know interesting nature happening in some of the sampling i like the songs are very quick um listen new york needs a drill hero since uh most of theirs keep getting shot or arrested so um i I, i'm here for a little bit more ice spice but both of those songs were literally like the same beat more or less like you could listen to them back to back as i did and they have the same like beats per minute so honestly like it is a i want to see more range from her
1: yeah naturally
2: next we have Lift Me Up by Rihanna which is one of the first Rihanna tracks we've heard in a little while um, and this one's for the Black Panther soundtrack but I thought it was pretty minute.
1: fine I mean, it's just like really her singing and and uh just nice like a uh, orchestral piece kind of going through it but it's pretty stripped back with it i mean it's for a for the film so it's nothing too crazy it's good
2: yeah but i mean like the last black panther soundtrack was done by kendrick lamar and the tde and you had like SZA and j-rock and a whole bunch of different artists like working on it and I mean, like, you also had um, Ripper Rooney, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Wakanda Forever with RBG and all. But, um, like, you... you that obviously, that's a different thing. You can't necessarily mimic that whole thing. Uh, Kendrick has no signing to TDE anymore. But it definitely feels very pared back. A lot of people are speculating that Rihanna is going to do an album after this. But I think Rihanna is fine doing fashion things. And even though she's yeah. going to be doing the Super Bowl and getting that bag... Uh, I think given that she's doing the whole like baby era right now, I don't think she has any incentive to like release another album, nor do I have any high hopes for that actually happening. But do you think she released another album?
1: I don't know, maybe. I think it's like a 50-50 with, with her releasing a new record. I mean, she probably just got asked to do it and wanted to do it. It's a slower track, probably it's a slower part of the film. Well, have, That's why I'm not going to say anything until the actual film comes out and see what they do with the soundtrack. Um, and then i don't know i could see her going 50 50 with it because like her fendi label and everything like that shit's just she's a huge success and then it'd be interesting to see if she wants to try to do another record or not she doesn't have to so she has nothing really to prove with that i don't feel
2: yeah that's pretty fair um and then we have <laughs> <laughs> big p word as ben shapiro would put it uh by brockhampton This is apparently coming off of their last album, which is going to be released, I believe, within the next week or two. Um, Mm -hmm. If it hasn't been released already, depending on the time you're listening to this or watching this. And yeah, Brockhampton apparently did some of their last shows at some of their tours in Coachella. I saw one of those shows It was pretty good, but um, they've had a storied history. This song Mm -hmm. seems pretty tried-and-true Brockhampton, but there's still a lot of Brockhampton projects that were promised and never finished, and a lot of the other artists within Brockhampton, especially some of the larger ones, seem like, Kevin Abstract especially, seemed like they want to do solo projects of their own and continue Mm -hmm. that work within music. And so, you know, nothing is ever forever, and it seemed like this seems like their moment for them this seems like a pretty decent song. it's bad enough for me to deal with this tragedy on my home on my, on my oh, no! No! No!
4: No! No! listen to me nigga oh boy you still a bitch boy you ain't doing shit boy it's the murder shit boy This that learn to destroy the label needed 35 minutes of music it's the true shit faggot nigga out of houston i
2: mean like it's okay yeah, i
4: mean i like
1: it. It, it it's fine i mean a little less handsy now but um B-
2: brockhampton's songs have like a little bit less like they have a me- moderate amount of longevity they don't like die out too quickly they don't like last too long but I also know that they had like one lyric that was like spazzed by like one of the first um, who jumps in. And I think Beyonce and Lizzo had to change them earlier this year because of their like whole ableist yeah. conversation. So I wonder what will happen there or if their fans will diss them for that. That's kind of very funny. We'll look at that later. <laughs> And lastly, really looking forward to doing this, we have Baby Queen by Gorillaz, but we don't care, even though it's in FIFA, and it's been featured in some of the first tangible pieces of Gorillaz lore in seven years, even though Damon Albarn Shh. has a very weird story about the, um...
1: Stop, stop it, stop it. it! Shut up! I can't
2: talk about the song until up. February, so we have to move on. God damn it! <laughs> 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 Fucking singles role that I had violated with Gorillaz already! <laughs> we can't it was talk funny because I, I,
1: I so I was playing FIFA. Um, if it didn't want to crash my PC, because EA literally broke it by trying to make anti cheat, and the anti cheat basically breaks your computer. EA Sports, it's in the money. <laughs> Dead ass. So I was playing it, and then I'm like, "Is that Damon? Is that a girl? Why is there more girl? Stop it! Just <laughs> let Jamie, just, just let Jamie be on a break. Anyways, free Jamie. Free Jamie um, this is a free Jamie. This is a free Jamie podcast. Free
2: Jamie Hewlett. Blink twice a word for Jamie Hewlett <laughs> two years in a row. Um, but yeah. Anyways, Power Live. We are doing election coverage. We have done election coverage <laughs> probably the point time you're listening to this episode. So check out all of that and the fallout. Um, Donald Trump, your boy Trump, is announcing his uh, candidacy again. So we're going to be doing a lot of coverage around that. Uh, <laughs> as Sean does the hand gestures there. dot uh, 23co to... Uh, support all the stuff we're doing. It's been a year since we've been doing all the stuff, so a lot of the annual memberships are coming up, so we really appreciate you continuing your support. Or joining, if you have not already. So, joinsyndicate 23co As little as $5 a month, you get a bunch of bonus content from AudioFace and PowerPort. We really appreciate it. And the 2022 AF playlist, the All the bonus content we did in October for the Arctic Monkeys in the 1975 and Junior Boys is all in the links below, so please check those out. Really fast, this is just one of my favorite stories of the week. Uh, So, (laughs) Kanye is about to, yay, whatever, was about to sell White Lives Matter shirts, but was immediately blocked from doing so for one of the best reasons ever. And that reason is because... There are a couple of people, according to Capital B, Civic Cipher hosts Ramsey Ja and Kristen Ward, who got the trademark for White Lives Matter, therefore preventing anyone other than them from profiting off of the phrase. And because they are, you know, largely in favor of you know, not like White Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter as a movement, they have decided to hold it so that no one can make financial gain off of it, apparently even themselves.
1: Beautiful. That's like five-dimensional chess, and I love it.
2: No, no, this this is some hood shit, honestly, because... If you want to go into, like, the average black barber shop, one in five, one in ten of the conversations are we should trademark or patent something that someone else is actually going to put a lot of effort into so that when they actually want to make the money off of it, that to come through us and give us a cut so we don't have to do any work. Like, that, that is, like, a schema Rooney if I have ever seen one. And, you know, every one in a hundred times these motherfuckers hit, so good on them. Uh, I also... Yeah, yeah, it's five-dimensional chess. I hope they really never do uh, benefit off of it, but I also love the fact that they can sue off of it because that <laughs> that's is that's their funny. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, R- Roll on, and hopefully Candace Owens and her <sighs> withheld-myself-for-certain-community-guidelines-reasons, her annoying ideological self uh, does not benefit from this trash either.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: exactly. First album review, we have Her Loss, a supposed dual album by Drake and 21 Savage, 16 songs, one hour long. And joining us on this review is Seize from uh, all of Seize's stuff that he does individually, We Made It podcast, and of course, Power Report. Um, we're really glad to have him on here, and we're really glad to help him, have, help us actually, keep the podcast fair, balanced, and unafraid. When it comes to Drake coverage. Now, um, Sean and I's opinions of Drake are pretty outstanding. Um, or like not outstanding necessarily, but like we have talked about them already, especially we talked about Certified Lover Boy, Honest Nevermind, Scorpion, More Life. Drake discourse has been much uh much affront on this podcast. And so there's not much we need to say. But Caesar, in addition to one of the ghost producers, Annie, has provided a little bit of um notes for this podcast. So We'll be talking about those there. But yeah, Her Loss is a dual album between both the artists. We listened to it. It is... I'll put some of my cards on the table right now. I think Drake had more than a lot to prove with Honestly Nevermind. It was a reach. And while Sean and I had our fun trashing that album, we both felt that we appreciated Drake for being at the stature he is, taking such a leap of trying to be a little bit different, even if it didn't land all, all the, that well on Audio Face, we'll applaud artists, artists for that. But that being said, on Her loss Drake had a lot to prove by returning to basics, especially kind of following up Jimmy Cooks, which was that last song with Drake and 21 Savage on Honestly Nevermind. And I think with Drake going back to basics, you get Drake a little bit at his best, but all my problems with Drake still stand here. What are your thoughts, C's? And Sean, of course. Um,
0: that's a. I mean, we're talking what twenty twelve years now of Drake mainstream mainstream twelve year run, right? So far, are we counting Degrassi? Because
2: I could put no, like two more years. We're not online.
0: counting. We're not counting no damn Canadian television show. We're not counting it as mainstream. Everyone knows Degrassi. No one really watched it unless like you were a preteen. I don't want to hear this. D- Drake twelve, Teen 12 Nick, year baby. run as as a prominent top five or big. Uh, rapper, music artist in North America, at least a 12 year run, which is years from now, we're still going to look back like, that's a crazy run. No one does that. People got three albums in them at best. So crazy run consistently with me. I'm somebody that I get very bored of. I get out of all the Drake's that Drake gives us. I get very tired and bored of rapper Drake, rapper Drake is like, I've seen this from my space. Like, come on, dog. I know you want to be a New York rapper so bad, and you're from Toronto. It's just stop, like, not stop, but that's mean. But Slash I'm just kind of done. No, no, no. I stop. get kind of done with it. No, stop. I get kind of done with it. Um, Drake it's has made some incredible geez. hits. This album specifically to me, I'm like, I think, I feel like at some point, I was pressing, and I, songs were going. I'm like, damn, it's still going. So <laughs> I felt like I was doing a lot. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, another one. It was 30 songs on here. Goddamn, can we just get like 12, 11? This is just- 16. I, I think conceptually, you're putting it together. I think one of the best feature rappers you can have is 21. I think 21 is fantastic at adapting, um, changing his style, and and just being himself also on other people's songs, tracks, albums. He's such a good partner to have in music. Like he's he's really good at that, no matter stuff. Because if you've followed him before, he's very into like R&B and other types of music. He's not just one verse. He's very into like other things. So I think when you lend yourself to being open to other styles, it lets you to be like better working in different pairs and different matchups. Like I think ideally some of the songs are bangers, but I did feel like at times I was like, and then it did feel a little petty too. It felt a little bit of a petty album. It felt a little petty, dog. It felt like it was appeasing to like like the 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 butthurt boys in the world right now. You know the 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 salty boys. You know the anti the anti shorties out there. They, oh, know, we got so some of that, guys.
2: Oh, we got some of that. We 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 got <laughs> some of the um the the Andrew Tate Avengers over here.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Andrew Tates would would really rock with her loss. Like, yeah, there was her loss. Like.
2: Okay, dude. They, right. they, 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 But those folks had no her to lose, is the thing. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no, no.
0: There never was a her in the first place. It was a random match from a bot on Tinder, and they just really upset about this
1: bot not responding to the link they clicked on.
2: <laughs> Sean, what do you think?
1: Um, I'm giving Twenty One a pass because he's my favorite modern day ra- rapper. Um, That's my brother with there. Sean knows. I really hate Drake, man. Like this, uh, it's just Jesus Christ. I agree with I agree with Caesar because my favorite Drake is R and B Drake, where he actually uses his voice, his vocals, and all of that. And like that's one thing. Honestly, never mind. I'll give him like credit for it. I said it in the review where I like him doing something different, trying back, trying other stuff. The the last decent Drake album was Scorpion a few years ago. Um and even then there's it is super long and bloated, but there's at least a couple of baners here that are nonstop and a few others that he sounds fine at. But with her loss, it just sounds like eight steps backwards for Drake. Where it's just the way he's rapping, the way, like his lyricism, everything, it just feels corny. It feels really disingenuous and like the way he's saying it, it sounds very immature as well. It's like the whole thing with Drake being a rapper is he wants to be like this. He he wants to be part of Slaughter Gate, right? He just, he wants to be this really hard dude when he's not in reality, you know, gated community in Toronto, like child star and everything. Like you're not from the streets, like 21 and a bunch of other rappers you pretend to be. And I've always, I will always get him on on that.
0: Yeah, you're Uh, a boring legal immigrant.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, Not illegal, come on, man. At least, one. at least get deported. At least get deported, and that's all that's what I'm that. talking about. Real Donald... illegal out here. ICE agents who's trying to track. Uh, like Donald Trump gonna deport my cars. <laughs> <laughs> so Real shit. 21 lyric that happened
2: very that's, right, that's before, fantastic. It happened that's right before. Happened right before the whole um, dust up with 21s. Uh, British ancestry, and like not to cut you off, Sean, Sean, but even before we talk about this record, because C's made a great point about their uh, Drake having, you know, hit after hit after hit, or at least I'll say commercial success. That's a commercial success because commercial success and hit are not necessarily the same thing. That being said, Mm-mm. I think a lot of the stuff that Drake did in the early 2010s, like. Before 2015, up until, like, even more life was, you know, some of the best work of that era. Like, I I legitimately like some of those songs. I think from that era, it's almost impossible to not like at least one, maybe three or five Drake songs from that era. Uh, But, like I said, like is one of the themes of Audio Face, especially this year, is that uh, quality is definitely not equal to quantity. And so even before that, a lot of this is about the glitz, the glamour, the fact that you have Drake, 21 Savage, these two of these artists who are at the top of their game. And I think kind of like what both of you were kind of alluding to is the fact that, I don't know, see specifically you said 21's a good feature artist, and that's kind of what you get through this record, more on that in a little bit. But the rollout of this album was just ridiculous. You had the fake Tiny Desk concert. You had a bunch of like fake... Um, instances where they seem like they're doing the normal things you would do with an album release but it's not happening so you had the fake tiny desk concert that was like a promo you had the fake vogue cover you had the fake vogue interview i think it even came down to a fake uh howard stern interview where he's talking where drake and 21 are talking about you know savage's british nationality to uh drake's preferences past like 3 a.m on x videos like (laughs) like all of his different like all these different like random asides here that are kind of meant to poke at the idea of an album rollout the fact that you can't just like put out music for the purpose of it and i think drake is an interesting character to make this kind of make make this kind of point that being said i kind of appreciate I'll say I appreciate Drake kind of, like, putting my cards on the table. Just like y'all said, you appreciate Drake when he's at his more R&B, pop style thing. I appreciate Drake when he's self-aware. I appreciate Drake when he understands mm-hmm. that, like, listen, dog, no one's taking you seriously like you're from the streets. So if you're going to do that, at least rap like you're obviously pretending, a la uh, Lil Dicky or Dave or whatever the fuck, right? Or... Yeah, do the neo pop R and B thing because otherwise it doesn't fit. And I think, even before we jump into some of the songs in here, that overarchingly tells what this album's about.
0: No, for sure. And and like I really think what you guys said is my sentiment about honestly. Never mind is that I I really lend myself to respect artists that reach experiment. Um, listen to new sounds. And even I know a lot of people were hating on more life when it first came out and a lot of discussions about appropriation and different things. But I think that when you lend yourself to listening to different styles of music and you want to incorporate it in it and like add it to like what you're doing. I think that's cool. I like when artists get risky. um, Especially when you've built up a credibility, you've built up a reputation of a long time. I mean, my first Drake album, I'm a big fan of was, um was uh, take care. I was a big fan of mm-hmm. take care. And it was 2011, you know, now the next album I probably really enjoyed the most other than individual hits on some of the albums the next one I really enjoyed probably through and through was more life and I'm like you know like I think it's cool that you can have such you know so many albums and then still come out with honestly never mind and also take a stance on it you know I thought that was really cool that when everybody was come 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 him about the album he was like y'all gonna come listen to this in the future and be like you know this was really it you know and I, I can appreciate someone that can like stand by their craft as well too so when Dan says, you know, it's about you staying in, like, you know, almost staying in your lane and in, um, in terms of, like, you need to stop, like, embellishing something or, or talking about a lifestyle you don't live, yeah, for sure. I, I think that that stuff, I'm just, like, I feel very eh about, or I'm, like, listening to somebody's lyrics, I'm like, ah, whatever, but when I'm listening to this album, I listen to the lyrics, but also I listen to the flow, listen to how it makes me feel, listen to the vibe, and... It sounds like there was an intention to give me that, but it just didn't. It just didn't make me go. I never went. Damn, at once. I went.
2: Oh, uh, but I never gave like a damn feeling. And when, even like, I yeah, disagree with guitar. that. And I'm the Drake hater, so I want to kind of jump into some of these For songs. For sure. Uh, number one was Rich Flex, and we won't jump into every single song here, but like we that usually jump so into awful. the title track with like what it kind of sells, what it kind of tells. Sean, you told us how you feel about that. So See, what were Jesus. your thoughts here with how it started us off? Right. Um, that's Rich Flex had what like three different beats on it, four
0: different beats on it. It was just I, a lot. It was they were coming in with like a a lot going on there. How a do you feel
2: about s- that trend of rap right now, East where East. you just like kind of cop, like you just like superimpose beats on one another to like make that point to make that song here? Do 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 you think that's working, or do you appreciate other songs which does happen later in here where you get multiple artists together, but it's still more or less on the same beats on the same flow? Because I think I mean I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm not the biggest fan. I like. I think it's lazy.
0: I like, Drake has notoriously done the two things, like Paris Morton music. He likes to do the two different beats, like uh, two different songs basically on one title. Fine. You want to do that? Great. It's not for me. It might be for somebody out there. But in my opinion, I'm not really a fan like this. It feels very like, for someone like, I, you know, like, it just feels all over the place for me. And it's like a little overwhelming. I'm like, uh. I look down, I'm like, this is the same song? What the hell? <laughs> you know, like, you think your Spotify just skipped. You're like, oh, it's the same <laughs> song. Okay. And then if you like the beat, it's already gone because there's another one just that just came out of nowhere. You're like, damn. I'm like, I was one minute of the song I liked in the song.
4: <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which fuck was okay? I you know, to my pussy eggs for me. Then 21, 21. Can you do something for me? Can yeah. you talk to the ops next for me? Okay. 21. Do your thing, 21, do your thing, do your thing, 21. Do Yellow diamonds in the watch. This shit costs a lot. Never send a bitch or die. That's how you can shot. I DM in vanish mode, I do that shit a lot. Took her panties off and this bitch sticker
2: I don't think it set the album off on the best foot. I didn't. I wasn't really even kind of feeling the album until you got to on BS, which I think is one of the more twenty one led tracks. Which I yes. think is the thing here, which is like twenty one is not only the features, man. Which I, I kind of flip it. I think twenty one on the features has been kind of weak lately, but I think that when he's leading albums, when he's really bringing his all, he is like one of the best in the game, and really like along with Young Thug. Maybe Lil baby like the Drake heir parent when it comes to who can do a little bit of the neo pop R and B, who can really hold down the rap, like who can do all that and become like a real superstar kind of thing.
1: You could put that in too. I I I, I, I really think so as well.
2: Um, But yeah, Sean, uh, what do you think about what was the part of the album that kind of really got to you? Whether it was on BS or even after that.
1: Well, like on BS, I like. There's a couple of tracks I think that are decent. Um, the more obviously, the twenty one led uh, tracks. Like um, you have more M's towards the end of the album, which is Metro. Uh, you know, most Metro tracks I'll I'll like to a certain extent. And um, but there's a lot of things in here I, I I really don't like. I think the first two tracks are really bad to start off. Like I don't know why they're at the beginning. Especially Rich Flex is a terrible track to begin to begin. I hate that trend now. Um, Dan, you are right. With it where, like, we were saying how it was... Like, we've been getting that trend of, you know, throwing two, three songs together into one, especially within rap, trap, um, hip-hop, the past couple of years. And sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. And this year especially, we've been getting it more and more to the point where it's just, it's overdone. And it gets annoying because, you know, there might be one idea there that I really like. And I go, oh, I want that expanded on, upon more. And the next thing you know, it cuts to a different thing that's garbage, and it cuts to something that's good, and then it cuts to another thing where it's just, I don't like that because it makes the album, the, The album feel choppy. It makes it feel like not well thought out and everything, and it doesn't flow. And then you don't get that really nice rhythm that you get within good records where it plays through well. If you have that a lot of that choppiness, the next thing you know, the next track, like "Example Rich Flex," and you have major distribution, it just feels off with that. And then you get to on BS, it's like, okay, this is where I can get on to the I
4: feel like I could lift a trio See too many cameras, so I never lift my skier up. Yeah. I jump on your song and make you sound like you the feature. I jump on your song and make a label think they need you For real. Yeah. On that bullshit, okay, on that bullshit, okay. On that bullshit, okay, on that bullshit, okay, on that bullshit,
1: okay. And then it's just as he's kind of alluded to earlier it's really bloated it feels long as hell like getting down all the way to more M's like I, I might have the first listen through like half of the record I was like I don't even know what I'm listening to at this point it's just there's a lot and then the second listen through third listen through I was like okay there's a couple of things I can pop through but not Circle Loco that's a, that's a conversation we're about to have in a second because I'm gonna go off but um, yeah. yeah it's just not, not, not very good I, to,
2: to, to tease some of Annie's commentary here, it feels a little bit in Ghost Producer Annie, who has been on um, previous Audio Face episodes of 4 as an early Kanye denouncer, and as... as, oh, as I can't as, wait to hear her as, Kanye ideas now. No, no, um... Yeah, as she notes in this episode, she wants to be introduced as, um also a male drake fan <laughs> and so annie
1: also a male drake <laughs> like it.
2: that's like in, in quotes all right but Cir- circo loco was definitely a point that caused us all to go like wait what because that's a daft punk flip right there One
4: more time, hit my line, you know the hair was gray oh yeah all right don't do romancing one more
1: time, you gotta run a face. Oh, yeah, all right. One more time. Yeah, it's the sacred one more time, Pete. And he, he just, and Drake just. That's the worst track to start all of. Start a shit ton of beef unnecessarily, unnecessarily so. And the way he did the beat goes and everything, it doesn't go well with One More Time at all. It feels like. Not not synced. Um the way he scenes one more time too, I hate it. It just it it's the worst way you can use that sample.
0: Yeah, I mean going off of you guys, Rich Flex Majibishan start off um I was like, okay. Um <laughs> but uh, on BS, Back Outside Boys, even I, I kind of like, like that energy that, that, that Back Outside Boys kind of brings out. You're like, okay, like, you're trying to give me, like, you know, they, they're doing a it good, it's like they're filling their thing, but yeah, just know, especially myself also as a resident, you know, Daft Punk fan, when I pressed sur- I didn't know what to express Circle Loco was. Um, when I started, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and even I was like, Wow, we're really going to commit to this, aren't we? We're just like committing I thought to the this bit. was going to be like a 10 second like tease, you know. You know when yeah, they like yeah. tease a sample and you're like, "Okay," and then they do like, "No, we're really we're going to go through and through for 4 minutes now." No, okay. No,
2: Drake <laughs> does these really obnoxious kind of like s- samples over the chorus too, where he starts to write his own like horish ash shit over it, and I'm just like Dude, stop bastardizing and degrading the song. You had some good shit with that um one like vocal end of on BS where you had that French guy who was talking about how he's on the shit, like, oh, you're rocking around with the V12 trying to flex. I drive a four-cylinder, I'm still better than you. Like honestly, that went kind of hard, even though it was a very extended kind of interlude, right? But then you get to, okay, we're gonna honor the French by like taking a fat dookie on like what might as well be the French national anthem when it comes to dance music was uh, it's, it's not a good look Drake honestly like it's, it's real bad it's, it's, it's ugly it's I mean speaking of ugly this album as Sean alluded to started a lot of different beef Circo Loco had a lot of it you had one piece of it
4: yeah it makes sense gotta put on a team got a great bench licking with the ops bitch I did that shit for J Prince bitch I did it for the Montice's 17 two, where
2: drake said "Linking with the ops bitch i did that for jay prince bitch i did it for the mob ties where he's talking about that concert wow. that drake that he that yay Ye, yeah that drake did with yay for that um benefit show in los angeles for the person who was in prison and as uh, names kind of like not coming to me right now and so like drake started beat up with yay Ye, but yay's response was like enough already I don't give this man his flowers multiple times. Let's see who the real ops are in this music game. I don't really like to entertain Ye's mental health episodes there, but even in the same song, you had some mentions of other artists, including Megan Thee stallion,
4: the Stallion. Where the lyric was, "This bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling every night late." Night.
2: Where the lyric was, "This bitch lie about b- getting shots, but she's still a stallion," and so that's. Obviously, like, whether it's a turn of phrase, whether it's a play of words, we've also seen this a lot in year where male rappers fix to get up the uh, names of female rappers and shit they did or didn't do with those rappers or, you know, situations that they're involved in that are like none of their business that are really, really fraught right now because you have a bunch of people who are just siding with Tory Lanez who are saying, regardless of what the truth is or what the evidence is, that bitch lying, which is a wild... Opinion to have, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's awful. <laughs>
2: whatever,
4: whatever you do, keep Megdad Stallion's
0: name out of your mouth.
2: Out your fucking talk. mouth.
0: <laughs> Drake, you got some nerve talking to the queen like that, sir. Don't talk about the queen, okay? Look here. Canada... I got a lot of patience with Canada. I got a lot of patience. I got a lot of patience. Arguably don't too much. Come into, I'm going to get real conservative. Don't come into my country, this red, white, and blue, and this our Texas queen, okay? Don't you do that, sir. You stay right there in GTA where you're from, the Grand Toronto area. You go back over there to GTA, homie. Don't talk about Meg She's over here defending reproductive rights for women. It's a busy time right now. You shut fuck up and get out of here, okay? I don't want to hear this. Make the, 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 and also, it's whack that your diss is the, is the most goofy thing that people have been doing is to come at a woman who got shot in the foot. And regardless of what Drake feels about it, because he's best friends with a dude who got hair plug surgery in Turkey, however he feels about this... How many times have you been shot, Drake? You've never suffered a bullet wound in your life, okay? You you too busy getting Aaliyah tattoos and other weirdo shit on your body. You never got a bullet. This woman, no matter what happened, she suffered a grave injury from a, from a gun. And if the woman told me that it was Tory Lanez that shot her in the foot, I'm going to take her word for it. Why am I going to take the word? She's the one that would end it. Did Tory Lanez get shot in the foot? Why am I going to listen to him for <laughs> like i'm sorry she talked about it it's going on she said it happened i'm taking her word it's not, that's his loss on that one that was his loss on that one that was really whack don't be coming at Megastallion the Stallion the legend that is our texas american
2: queen stay back sean any last thoughts on that uh,
1: that's beautiful thank you caesar i mean like that's I, I mean it's just it's true that's that's it it's true
2: so right after that though i think pussy and millions gets to some of their best and i think you know in our big conversation audio face top heavy album bottom heavy album this album got a donk on it i love these last half of this record <laughs> i think that the latter half of this album doesn't redeem the first half uh definitely not gonna try to argue that with what C's just laid out <laughs> there right there but uh uh in the words of Shapiro, P-Word and Millions. Uh, Pussy of Millions with Drake, Travis money, Scott, and 21 Savage. Bring on the problems. Bring on the problems. Bring on the motherfucking problems.
4: They say more money, more problems. Bring on the problems. Bring on the problems. Bring on the motherfucking... Only signing the game, We the new Lucian Grange. Bring on the reins. An MJ thing. I'm talking to Brady thing. I'm all for of the juice. Never could say go to mix. Rocking the breeze out of twist. For Puppy can't
2: Thankfully, me. and I mean thankfully, and of course, Travis Scott, one of the auteurs of doing that like annoying switch up thing in rap music, like he is on here and his part of the song does that a little bit. But I think that we are talking about our feeling of trap music in the past couple years that just stitches songs together and does it kind of lazily pussy and millions is a much more tasteful version of that i mean like you know title aside Uh, it's a much more tasteful version of that style of bringing three different artists together in the modern way still making the song sound sound fresh still giving it a good beat but Ultimately, I think that's a pretty good pairing of all three of them, and it's pretty hard. Like, all three of those artists have very distinctive styles, and I think all three of those artists, especially Drake and 21, have multitudes of styles within their styles. So to make that all work, it, it can't be uh, overstated how hard, that, difficult that is, even though apparently the person who was mixing and mastering the record got COVID, and that's why I got delayed a week. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, just like playing your shit earlier, brothers. But like Ultra Roll, I th- I really liked that part of the record and some of the av- latter parts too. Like I think y'all mentioned more M's um, and then there's some of the last songs where 21 and Drake kind of trade off on their album enders where they do it mostly solo. 21 with 3AM on Glenwood, which I think is some of 21's best rap I guess it's Fuck Me, which is pretty decent for Drake, but I actually really enjoyed Middle of the Ocean. Like, I think if you're a rap fan, Middle of the Ocean is Drake's most rap rap, rap, like, rap song, that, like, most giving respect to the game kind of rap song that he's done in quite a while. It's, like, borderline boom bap It's pretty long at, like, yeah, like, almost six minutes. I, I personally like that one. Um...
0: Pussy. Millions. I'm so mad I said that out loud. I can't believe I said that word. Um, That's insane. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, Corporal Drake and the rest of this uh, top five industry is going to keep trying to give me Travis Scott. I'm going to keep throwing it back in your face. I don't want him. I don't want to listen to him. The best thing that ever happened in this career is someone remixed Goosebumps, and I'm happy with that. Just go away. I don't want to hear it. I don't care about him. I don't care about him doing black and white videos and apologizing that children would die at his concert. I don't care. Jesus. <laughs> You're not going to feed me, Travis Scott. I don't want to hear it. That's all I got to say about that song. I listened to it, and I was like, okay, skip. That's what I did. That, that, that's what Whoa. I did. I did it for them kids. I did it for the kids. I did it for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, d- I'm never gonna be invited to Face again. This is my last run again. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. How do you feel about Middle of the Ocean, though? As uh, Sean, also. As no. Well. Yeah, yeah. Real quick on Sean, I was to say, like, I think
0: Dan, you said it best. Middle of the Ocean is for those like n- uh, rapper. I feel like it's. I don't know why I keep classifying them because I just don't like New York. I feel Feels like the New York hip hop kids. You know, they're just like, yeah, I want that rap, rap. You know, I want you to give me that yeah. that real get on that beat. You know, and just rap. You don't give
4: us, give us rap that history. That's why I'm in Hyde Park, buying like half a hairs. You niggas are too concerned with making sure your outfits gon' match in pairs. If we don't like you, you paying tax and tariffs. Come to the six and I'm like the acting sheriff. Deputy, first got to America, niggas wouldn't check for me. No chance the kid'll make it here like vasectomy. They underestimated my trajectory. But now they
0: gotta pay that that's, that's for them. I can tell that with you have 1,800 songs on an album, there's going to be some stuff that's not made uh, for me. And I'm like, yeah, it's not for me, but I can, I can expect that someone's going to really uh, rock with that stuff. That's what they're looking for, you know?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, our, there's not much more to contribute because we've spent 20, 27 minutes talking about Drake, so that's enough Drake for me for the next uh, <laughs> 36 months, so... Oh my god. That no, Honestly,
2: Nevermind was a good album. Stop this. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that's honestly fair. Uh, I'll end with some of Annie's thoughts here uh, before we get to the arbitrary scale, but like... <laughs> yeah, the... She honestly liked the first half of the record, which I don't disagree with, but...
1: Interesting. She,
2: she, she says that this era of Drake and Kanye kind of makes her sad because the... Circo Loco was just an absolute farce on One More Time, which is a good song. Um drake should absolutely leave women alone when it comes to megan the stallion um or serena williams and her husband alexis Zahanian which was just a ridiculous thing dude's the founder of reddit dog like do you have anything better to do than to be beefing with the founder of reddit like you, is jack hey, dorsey you next dismales, i'm down but don't be coming at meg dog i'm coming at meg don't come at meg sir listen kanye west is totally <laughs> fine Ice Spice is a little bit ridiculous. Even though Drake said, quote,
4: a Cutting the trash bed in the corner. Bet I make shit glide. Try to bring the drama, to me. He ain't know how we cha-cha slide. I'll never lose sleep over no bitch. Way too
2: much pride. Yeah. Trying to bring the drama to me. He ain't know how we cha-cha slide. Again, Drake, neither Drake nor Drum are about that life. And it's pretty damn obvious. But again, Drum's in the right here. It was his fucking song. I like it.
4: I night when you I know in I bling That can only mean one thing
2: I know when there I bling That can only mean one thing but like again you you get this fake flexing here and at the point where she's like damn do i feel sorry for kim kardashian um because of all the stuff going on with drake and whatnot but um (laughs) i like how she says this because i think it's honestly a good point i don't have an eloquent hot take this shit is dumb either go make good music or admit your time is over when it comes to drake which I- and, and, and mind you, that's a that's a resident male Drake fan.
0: So <laughs> this isn't just the word of anybody. And as a resident male Drake fan, and that's <laughs> gospel in the hip hop in the hip hop hip hop world. She follows Rap TV on God. She does. She follows Rap TV. I know she does, as we all do on so, Twitter.
2: Sam was twenty one savage in the shade room, which was like there was that one lyric over there. So like, but I can I like that when we reviewed this album. This is
0: what I like about this. We all came to. Well, Dan kind of threw a little shade. I'll let it slide down. We all came to consensus that I don't have anything to say to 21. I got nothing bad to say about him. No, he no, he, gets pass. he showed he gets up. A pass. He did the lyrics. Even in the promo, he's doing his thing. He's he's still consistently the coolest uh, formerly illegal immigrant America's ever had.
2: He's the coolest <laughs> illegal broth.
0: ever. And I love him for this. I, he, he's really
2: dope. Consistently the cool guy in hip-hop. He's absolutely the cool guy. Yeah, uh, even though according to Hip-Hop by the Numbers, uh, Travis Scott was in eight percent of the album with her uh, with that track. And then Twenty One Savage was in twenty-six twenty-six percent of the album. It, and then Drake very was in fifty-six yeah. percent. It was a lot of Drake and I could have done with a lot less Drake. But overall, arbitrary scale. Yeah, yeah. Arbitrary scale. We do arbitrary scales every week on Audio Face because our review is our review. Thank you, Caesar, very much for joining us. Please let us know what your review is on this. Um, this week, our arbitrary scale is the price you would pay to get a blue check mark on Twitter.com under our Lord and Savior, Elon Musk, who has. Um, apparently such an inability to work it that even Grimes was like, yeah, dude, I can't do this. Let me just take this baby up and leave and uh, get that alimony when I see ya. So uh, <laughs> A- Annie's entry into this, Annie will go first and then it'll be uh, UC's will get it. It'll be um, A- Annie's scale will be the price of one bag of checks Mix, right? Pick out the good pieces, 21. And try to pawn off the rest to my friends in the middle of class.
0: <laughs> mm. And that damn—that's a hard bargain. Uh, if I'm Elon, I don't think I've ever had checks mixed in my life. But he—he um, he only, you know, I'm, I was going to say some very bad, and I'm not going to do say it. it. We're not do streaming. I, we're, Just, not streaming. That's, we're not streaming. You can that's say what it.
1: This Podcast is for. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to let you guys gaslight me into doing this. I'm a good person.
2: Sean, what, Sean what's your arbitrary scale? And then um, I'll do mine. And if C's nuts up, I'll do my I'll, He'll do his as well. <laughs> uh,
0: my arbitrary scale for this, um, I'm not giving them a dime of nothing that I barely earn in this country to get a fucking check mark, dude. You're not – you're gonna give, you're gonna make me pay and watch ads. Do you think I'm dumb? <laughs> I'm not doing that. The only person that's jipping me with ads and money is Disney Plus right now, and he is the whole thing. ESPN, they're stealing money from me, and that's the that's the last corporal is gonna steal money from me to pay for ads. Uh, you're not happening, or maybe Peacock, whatever. But that's it, dude. You're not taking my money, and I'm gonna go look at ads still. What, what are we doing here for a check mark? No. Mickey Mouse is gonna get his back, motherfucker. yeah like mickey mouse only one getting my getting this hard-earned cash no way dude sorry elon Uh, i've already predicted after facebook is in the hole twitter's next homie this man's already firing people and memeing it on twitter it's over
2: dog (laughs) sean what's your pick
1: uh this is all of the whatever the amount that drake has failed to pay in child support is how much it is
0: has he failed
1: don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Sean got the inside. I was like, damn. Sh- Sean got well, push a teeth. I'll, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll pay however much hang time Drake has on his braids. And that's a zero, <laughs> he has zero hang time on those braids he does. And that's how much I'm paying, bro. That's how much I'm
2: paying. God. Okay, uh, for me, this is going to be uh, one of those pennies you find on the, like, not just on the ground, but like on the street. Like a street penny, there's a hierarchy, there's a street penny, and then there's a floor penny, and then there's a desk penny, and then there's like a penny in your bank account, because Lord knows you ain't going to do shit with an actual penny. You're just going to like, oh, I'm doing my part because uh, I'm driving by the street and I'm giving a penny to a homeless person. Uh, I'm good. There you go. I'm a good American. Uh, Anyways. Sees we've used too much of your time go ahead and do what you need to do thank you very much for uh coming on and for uh C's takes on politics check out we made it and sees on twitter at we made it Sees. um also on powerport and then for Sees's takes on soccer you can only check that out on uh we made it podcast um and also for takeoff as well, because uh, we, we've used too much of your time, and you, you, you bill by the quarter hour, so I can't get you on your takeoff takes. But I'm um, trying to get some money
0: for that blue check mark, you know?
2: No, no, we'll, we'll do that a little bit later. Uh, but thank you. Appreciate Uh it.
0: Yeah, shout out. Thank you for having me on the show. Shout out Power Report, the, the community syndicate we hear, and also uh, RFP takeoff. Please stop the gun violence. That's enough. Please stop with the guns, please.
2: Thankfully, Caesar, everyone listens to Audio Face, so uh, we're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you
2: guys. Peace. moving on we have our second album of the week we have smithereens by joji it is nine songs 24 minutes long 23 seconds long and somehow two discs long uh
1: this yeah the two disc part confused me but anyways
2: I, i'm down with it i mean especially because there's a lot of uh, cohesion between the disc one and disc two and a lot of this record in general but uh Jochi has been a fairly prominent artist here, there. I think we at least talked about or mentioned Nectar when it came out in 2020, Yeah, I definitely remember it. I definitely remember the album cover. But he is a... He really blew up. Yeah, he's a Japanese... Neo-pop, as we term R&B, because we think R&B is a racist phrase that just means black people music historically, but more often, not especially in modern eras, especially as uh, exemplified by artists like Joji, just impl- just shows a type of pop music that's a little bit slower, a little bit. Deeper, a little bit more moody, but definitely exemplifies what's popular in music. I mean, Joji's numbers are ridiculous if you care about those kinds of things, but we care about the art here, and Joji's art is pretty good. Although, I really dislike the first song. I think it's one of the worst ways you could possibly start off an album like this.
1: I was going to say that I, I really like this record a lot, except for Glimpse of Us. Maybe you'll start slipping slowly And find me again
4: When you're out In
1: my mind Cause sometimes I look in her eyes And that's where I find a glimpse of us I like the track But just... The beginning, it's such a bad placement. It sets you off the wrong foot, where it can leave a bad taste in your mouth if you're not careful. So I think that's one thing that really needs to be fixed with this. Put this somewhere, you know. But maybe Die for You is the first track, or the day before the day is over is the first track, and you'll really get into it. But with Glimpse of Us, it just it doesn't it, it doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth, and you're like, all right, you lips leaves you guessing of figuring out what the hell else you're gonna get into. But overall. As like a neopop project and as a pop project in general, it's fantastic. I think Joji's one of those where, as Dan was kind of alluding to before, he has his like foot on the gas. He's always really ahead of trying to get to what's popular, what's a good sound to go into, you know, um and he nails it with smithereens where like Die for You Hope you everything really you before the day's over, like those are two tracks that are that that more dark style of of pop, but it's bringing in a lot of hints of neo pop and a lot of different hints of like some electronic music that we've heard and everything, and it's things that I enjoy a lot, and I think that has a really broad view for it. It can reach a pretty broad audience with it. So, And then the second the second part I like a lot. And I guess the whole disc one, disc two thing makes sense in that regard. I just, for so short, it's kind of awkward. I don't know if I would actually, for that part, would rather have an interlude or something rather than like a disc one, disc two, like a specific spacing, but...
2: I can already see another argument queuing up for the Audio Face Awards this year, which folks can check out on the YouTube channel, especially at youtube.com slash audiofacepod, because that's going to be pretty much all of our December and January, or, you know, a substantial part of it. Uh, More exciting announcements of that to come. But uh, this is another one of those cases, much like Vince Staples' self-titled record of last year, where this is t- way less than what was well within drop territory, our subcategory where... It's shorter than an Absolutely album, but show. still like within a project. But it's like very, very full and has a lot of depth in it. And I think purposely, perfectly encapsulates what an album would feel like. It feels more complete than a lot of longer projects we've re- we've reviewed earlier this year, um, or even earlier this week. See also Drake, but. Yeah, I think this is a really, really solid album, and to get to the part where it gets really interesting, it's when you transition from Dissolve to "Night Rider, which is this really deep, smooth, sultry track. reminds me a lot of steve lacy's record earlier this year
1: it's just yeah, really
2: really good record. yeah i really love night right
1: yeah and it's like ex- exactly like tracks like that give me hope for pop music
2: i mean like neo-pop yeah, as like, well yeah and like it's weird oh, because sure. it almost feels like disc two is meant to be a throwaway like blah 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 is also says the demo and that's like song two on disc two and you have Yukon, which has like interlude in between and then freestyle, like 1 a.m. freestyle, I mean. But all these songs sound like great and perfectly fine, if not, you know, a little bit short because you're fitting it into the 24 minute motif. But there's definitely an artsy side to disc one. I feel like those songs, yeah, definitely feel like they're a little more complete, that had a little bit f- more, they've had many more passes at them to really mm-hmm. like rub out the edges of it. Please disregard my phraseology there, but um, Please. like I I like the continue to disregard my phraseology here. I like the rawness. I like the power and the energy <laughs> of disc two. I I feel like those songs have uh you know yeah a lot of energy to them. I really appreciate what you get from this entire project at all. Like. Joji at the top of his game, and I don't even know if this is considered to be like an album or a drop or a full project. Feels like a full drop to me. I would definitely nominate it for an award um, this year. I would say drop. Well, you know, drop of the year definitely. But this could be like this is worthy of being like one of the better trap and like neo r R&B releases of the year, also.
1: Yeah, I can get on board with that. It's very good. And for an artist like Joji, who's really exploded the past five years, I would say, but in the past three years, really got on the radar of a lot of people, it's nice to see him still like continue to improve within it. So. Yeah. yeah, that's a very, very good project.
2: Arbitrary scale. We do arbitrary scales every week on our face, because our review is our review. And if you want some actual ranking system, then screw you, go to some other place. But um this week it is the price you would actually pay for a blue check mark on Elon's Twitter dot com, um, which I I think lower is better. <laughs> but I would this is like a fraction of a cent like this is one of those shit coins like this absolute sh- horrible bitcoins you'd be trading that's like worth a fraction of a fraction of a penny this would be one of those but here because this is an audio phase arbitrary scale less is more because i'm not paying shit for fucking twitter elon whatever the fuck um i'm not giving elon musk any money that's why i've made a lot of fairly complicated decisions in my life so um that that that's where i stand there sean
1: this is one of those NFTs that goes in the negative, so you're owed money.
2: Ooh. Coinbase, we're looking at you. Houston, hello. All right. Uh, let me jump to Phoenix. I cannot wait for mm-hmm. your thoughts on this. And yeah. last album review of the week, we have Phoenix's Alpha Zulu. 10 songs, 35 <laughs> minutes long. 25 seconds long just making it over the hump for what we would naturally consider between a drop and an album but certainly it's
1: just like the line for an album this is the just
2: over life. the hurdle like photo finish for sure but phoenix uh they have earned themselves a little bit of leeway having been a storied band releasing their first full long play in the year 2000 uh, really blowing up with Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix in 2009 to say nothing of their projects from between them, from alphabetical to oh it's good, never been like that. But through the 2010s, while I think they've been a little bit more subtle, they've definitely had a prominence throughout. Sean has definitely liked them through their projects like bankrupt in 2013, 2017's Tiamo which we re- Teyama, which we reviewed on the first year of Face.
1: Yep, and, and which is why we have our our singles uh, rule for, n- yes. for only reviewing one single before a record. It's because of Phoenix. It's the so. Phoenix
2: Gorillas singles rule, technically, yeah. because yeah. of listening to Teyamo and Goodbye Solele, which is, you know, one of the... Goodbye Soleil. I love that riff, the doo 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 do thing, so but so we, we are Phoenix fans. It's kind of amazing we didn't do a Phoenix bonus slash... Uh, we've given you enough. We not have time. Uh, we
1: have. I would love, honestly, I would love to do a retrospective of Phoenix one day because I've listened to them pretty much my whole life.
2: Yeah, more on that maybe Lexi- next year because I haven't listened to a lot of Phoenix's background, and so I'd oh, love to do that. But Ooh, with this one, we only listened to the title track, the first song as mm-hmm. the single. <laughs> <laughs> and we both had kind of mixed feelings about it, I think I don't you, like it you had more mixed feelings than I did. I like that it signaled a little bit of a different shift, especially from Tiama, which was a slower kind of um. Mm-hmm. I, I weird kind of phrasing, but like juicy sort of like indie sound for them. That's a little bit more synthy and webby in a way. This, I think, is a good contender for, I'm not sure what reward award yet on the Audio Face Awards, except for this, but Return to Form. Because everything after Alpha Zulu, maybe more or less not the Ezra Koenig thing, are Phoenix at their best. But not just at their best, but... What we look for on Audio Face many times, which is forward, like what is, this sounds like a new Phoenix. This s- doesn't sound it, too much like untreaded ground, and yet it still mm. sounds like a Phoenix record, which is a really tough line to cross.
1: Exactly, it it impressed me a lot. Like I, I heard tonight, f- uh, featuring uh, Ezra Kunish um, where uh, on FIFA and a couple other things, just on radio playing everything, I was like, okay, that sounds like a tried and true Phoenix track. <laughs> All the same. I all the games and, lost and I'm actually glad it's in the record, um, just because it's kinda of like paying homage to like their older sound. I really like the banter. Um uh, between the two vocalists, where it's it suits the style of the song and everything really well, and it's a good placement after Alpha Zulu because after Alpha Zulu is very much a different sound from Phoenix. I'm still not too big a fan of the track. Um, it's very but poppy, within the context. It's very yeah, yeah. It's just not. Nice. a cup of tea. But in the context of the record, it almost reminds me of Glass
2: Animals too much in and, and all the ways I don't like Glass Animals, and I like a lot of Glass Animals. Yeah. But like there are some parts of Glass Animals that are a little bit too bubbly and a little bit too annoying especially some of the more recent stuff it just doesn't rub me the right way and there's some aspects where Thomas Mars and the instrumentation kind of meet that sound that I don't like but i think most of that part that i'm a little bit iffy on is concentrated to the beginning of the record and i do mean like the first two songs yeah and a
1: little bit later well, I think it's, but
2: like uh, but most of the yeah first two songs. but
1: For the most of the project it's definitely I wouldn't even say Return to Form because they've always been on form I would say it's the Radiohead progression where it's you know artists who have been making music for over 20 years you know they've been together as a band for since the 90s and to see them progress and to always take their time of records because you know Teyama was in 2017 so that's 5 years ago um, well, five and a half years ago, so I think it was summer or spring of 2017 when it came out. So it's been a long time since releases, and they've only had released one thing for a film a couple of years ago. And to see them take their time, make a project that works within 2022, you know, still be on the pulse of music, you know, make 10 songs, 35 minutes long. Normally their projects are longer, but they get the sense of how the industry is and everything. They, they're they still good enough to do that. Much like and the Arctic Monkeys,
2: just, they've usually created exactly. very short albums around that like, 35, 40 minute track, you're right.
1: Yeah, and but with like going into the, the music of this, I I really enjoy it a lot. Um, I feel like they get their two weakest tracks out of the way with Alpha Zulu and Tonight, even though I like Tonight, and yet also but, like, like
2: weakest but also cl- crowd pleasers, which is tend to be what you do 100%. at the beginning of a record yeah. in any genre.
1: Yeah, hundred uh, yeah, percent. But then after that, you get the third song, which is the only one, and I go, nice. This is just enough of old Phoenix but now changing their sound enough to really push him forward I'm like oh nice I want to get this more of the record and you get it throughout like basically from three all from the only one all the way down to identical you get this updated Phoenix sound is what I would say and it's really nice to hear for the indie genre the alternative rock genre like genres that I'm very passionate about and I'm very critical of too to hear them really push their boundary forward as a group, but to still stay within what sounds like a Phoenix record. Because you can hear that's, you know unapologetically phoenix but it's not dated it doesn't sound like it's something that we would hear in 2010 or 2009 or so on and so forth it sounds like something that works in this decade and even this year within that too um after midnight winter uh winter solstice or tracks that i really like especially winter solstice i love the pacing of that track the way it kind of builds and is has a a solid beat within that as a perfect placement in the middle of the record too. Um, But I want to get more of your thoughts onto it as well.
2: Yeah. um, When I made that caveat earlier that I was like, mostly a lot of the bubbly, weird poppiness um, that I didn't like from Phoenix. That's more of that Ezra Koenig. Um, vampire weekend stuff which again don't come after me motherfuckers i'm totally fine with vampire weekend i saw them I like, yeah i like
1: vampire weekend
2: I, I flew to goddamn europe to see them among many other artists too but like so i like them very much but i think this sort of bubbly newer phoenix sometimes it can get a little bit too poppy to a point where i don't like and you almost get a little bit of that in winter solstice although i think that's a perfectly fine song But again, goddamn, there's like fucking donk albums here. Uh, I think from season two down, you get, this is why I say it's a return to form thing because I hear so much of old Phoenix down to like Wolfgang Amadeus sounds, but updated and refreshed in a way that's done really respectfully. I talked about how the 1975 started updating a lot of their other sounds in the new record. This is a zillion times better than even that kind of transformation, I would say. Because I don't have the exact like comparisons on me right now for sake of time. But I really liked All Eyes On Me. I feel like it was the perfect combination of track. them doing a newer sound, but also them doing an homage to their older work as well. Really quite upbeat. All eyes on me, I What I mean,
1: I All eyes on me, I said. I'm not that innocent. What what I
2: So, yeah, really through the rest, like you said, um, my elixir, identical, they're all different sounds and different vibes, but they fit together in the course of an album and they sound really nice and they don't make me feel like, oh, this sounds like old Phoenix too much, nor do they make me feel like, oh, this sounds like way like a different band. Like, this isn't the band I used to like anymore. It's writing that line remarkably well for a band that's been doing this for 20 years. And like, I've been like, I think Wolfgang Amadeus is their peak. I think Bankrupt and Tiama are good records, but I don't think this is anything that's like, I don't think they've released anything like Wolfgang Amadeus since that until maybe this. Personally, that's my opinion.
1: The thing that impressed me the most was Identical. Identical, they released it for a film a couple of years ago, but a shortened version. And now this is the whole five minute release, which they've been sitting on for over two years. I love that they placed it at the end, and it is, to me, the everything I like about Phoenix wrapped up into one, into more of a modern sound for them, is identical. And I love that's the ending, I like that they made it a little bit longer and different than the the film style, it's just, oh, I love it, and... I was worried going into this record that I wasn't going to like it, and I'm glad I'm proven wrong. And it's one of these records, too, that I I need to give this another two, three listens, four listens even, to really diverge a lot of these sounds. Because even before Identical, you have My Elixir, which is a really cool, like pretty understated track. But for them, the way it sounds, I love it going into Identical. And there's a couple other things, like Artifact Season 2, um tracks that I want to, dive, to divulge more and to really just enjoy them as just singular tracks and then also into the record as well because there's a lot of different sounds and different ideas that are presented in those um, but I want to digest them more so I, overall as a record it is fantastic from them I think it is Such a good step forward for Phoenix, and I'm glad that they didn't make another Bankrupt, another Tiamo, another Wolfgang Manavideus. No, they didn't. They made something just enough different, but staying within themselves to make it good, which is is what I like to do.
2: Yeah, that's the audio face way for sure. Uh, exactly. Speaking of the Audio Face weight the arbitrary scale, which we do every week on oh, Audio yeah. Face, because our review is our review. We gave you how we felt about it and quite a lot of detail. So let's just give you an arbitrary ranking system. This week is going to be the price you would or would not pay for a blue check mark on Elon Musk's Twitter.com, bird app, website, bring back the fail whale. Cause um considering how many people they fired, it's gonna be many, many of them. Um I would pay for this album, which is a lot, because I said the Joji album was really good. Um I think that this would be another one of those shit coins, but definitely not Dogecoin. And one of those that, like, is at least good for the environment. Like, you know, like, there's a good cause behind it. Like, it's absolutely a piece of shit, but at least there's a good cause behind it. You know, like, so you can feel a little bit good about, like, wasting your fractions of a penny on the dollar.
1: All right, I like it. This is um, a hostile takeover by some random billionaire over Twitter um, to get Elon out of it and then reestablishes the free checks.
2: All right. Quick hits, the rip corner. Um, this happened on Monday. We usually end up and releasing these podcasts around Tuesday or so, so we are just now getting to this. But um, not only, there-, there have been two major deaths in the music industry, at least this week. Um, one is Aaron Carter, which we'll be talking about in just a moment, but one is Takeoff, who is, of course, one of the Migos. Ah. Uh, he was killed apparently following a dice game that he had nothing to do with, that was apparently also following an argument over basketball that was mostly involving Quavo. And there's some people suggesting that the gun was misfired, and even the person shooting wasn't meant to shoot Takeoff, but. Other people were sent to the hospital with less life-threatening in- injuries. Takeoff was pronounced dead on the scene
1: Man, it sucks. Um, as much as we rail on Migos, I think takeoff was the strongest of the three, which is rapping, and we would always say that. Um, and like it's sad to see like kind of the beef between him and offset and everything as well, and that just to end tragically that way, like I could only imagine. How bad, like, offset must feel, and others that never got to really reconcile the differences because it's family at the end of the day. And it's like, I can't imagine the weight of guilt and everything that, like, offset's feeling, and Quavo's feeling, and everybody around. So it's tragic. It sucks. Um, especially Suzyan, he's only 28. He was only so. 28.
2: He was arguably like the glue that kept Migos together, other outlets. Yeah. I think of pay much less pay attention to music than we do even an album um they've said that like he, he is yeah that glue that kept Migos together but he really was like uh cuevo was his nephew i believe offset was another one of his cousins like really much like, much closer to him in age of course um sorry Quavo was his uncle sorry Let me make that this, yeah. yeah um even i in my own family i confuse that a lot but so Quavo was his uncle and he, he again, he was one of the more consistent, he was the most consistent rapper in Migos. Quavo and Takeoff, sorry, yeah, Quavo and Takeoff just released that record the other week that we trashed on because it just flat out wasn't good. And Migos have not really hit that highlight that they had in Culture One, Culture Two era. And it seemed like, yeah, they had a lot of unfinished reconciling to do, but this doesn't seem to be out of any malintent, the people who are still being found out. One thing that's fair enough to say about this is that you've had a big increase in rappers dying and a lot of folks have also included folks like Juice WRLD and Lil Peep and others in that but like those are overdoses I think that's a totally separate category it's tragic you have a lot of artists dying that are younger and it's happening recently but like fucking rappers like rappers and artists have always been dying this is particularly about shootings, this is particularly connected to, like, mass shootings in America, and the fact we have fucking guns all the time that we're strapped about this, and this is a genre that, more than any other genre in music in the world, glorifies this kind of violence, and glorifies this kind of stuff. Like, the idea that Pieces would come out over an argument over dice or basketball is fucking ridiculous and it, we we, we joked the shit ton about XX temptation, but the idea of him being uh, shot over uh, a, a motorcycles or like expensive cars and not any of the other things he did is like ridiculous like this is and i don't know what the proper term is epidemic or pandemic or whatever, but there are way too many artists, especially like young black men who are dying due to gun violence that is happening in this country that is Ooh. happening to people who aren't artists that, you know, like many other subjects, and I'm not really putting conspiracies as to why this is happening, but, like, it just goes by the wayside of the news very often because, you know, it's tragic, we feel bad, especially when it's a celebrity we can put a name to and a face to. But this is just going to keep happening, and more so in an audio face context, this is music that keeps getting, you know... It keeps getting glorified and so you like you see the gruesome videos that get shared of takeoff and it's like stuff that's been talked about in takeoff songs and other stuff in trap music songs like the descriptions of what's happening that i'm not going to pull back on on your face is like that shit so it's really painful to think about sucks yeah um so of course we all send our thoughts out to takeoffs family loved ones etc and as we talked about Aaron Carter, um, he was passed away um, just this weekend, age of 33, 34, I believe. He was a brother of Nick Carter, not one of the Backstreet Boys as Nick Carter was, but still a um, child you know, musician, child celebrity, had a lot of different features on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon. But you know, later on in his career, as we talked about a lot in the past five, six years of Audio Face also had like you know like drug issues and acted out a lot and got himself into legal trouble and so this you know drowning in a bathtub thing you know how that goes you know how that sounds with these kind of artists but of course you, you feel bad about it because this person's definitely gone too young, long gone too young and definitely struggling
1: yeah yeah and we talked about on on previous side of phase two of a while ago of his struggles and everything so it's not a surprise, but it's still not great to hear and everything and really tragic to say because, you know, we were saying that like he needs to get help and so on and so forth and kind of see the consequences of, of not getting that, that much needed help.
2: Last word on it. Um, Kanye West is in the news a lot. This is the direction for him if he doesn't get help. I don't think that's the last point we haven't made about this, but I think we get this idea that Kanye is impenetrable from this like pandemic that's happening. I-, I think it's less the shooting, but I think it's more of the unaddressed mental issues ultimately being his downfall. Listen, I love talking shit on the guy, and I love pointing mm-hmm. out when he's stupid, and I think he's, especially at this time in America, being an absolute piece of shit and reprehensible for those anti-Semitic comments, as we've talked about on AudioFace and Power Report. But... I also don't want him to succumb to his own mental health issues. Agreed. Um, with that, this has been Audio Face two hundred fifty one. You can find Audio Face on. Twitter if you want <laughs> at AudioFacePod <laughs> um, <laughs> but of course there are many other fa- ways to keep on in touch with AudioFace that don't involve Twitter there's Audio Face pod on Instagram there's YouTube.com slash AudioFacePod there's AudioFace.show for all the podcast things um, make sure you check out all the election stuff and all the election coverage post-election coverage that we're doing on um, PowerPort at YouTube.com slash Dan from the Internet and um, also check out me out at Dan from the Internet on TikTok where you'll also find more audio face things and everything else thank you very much we appreciate you joining and being on thank you Sean thank you Caesar. thank you Annie for your contributions thank you everyone else in the Powerport team check it out we got many much much more stuff coming for you later on in the fall and winter as we round out this year cheers bye yeah. right right about Baltimore. Um, both well, sort of room. Uh, uh, Bolsonaro, Dave Rubin, noted Brazil expert, been mad quiet in the past couple of days. <laughs> Everyone's quiet, and all the right wing dudes is crying.
0: Dog, the two, the twenty-two voters is dead silent. They I'm really out. glad
2: that uh, people like Bolsonaro are fighting the uh, your wokeness in the schools.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: they have all the good ideas. We want our COVID ideas. champion back,
1: dog. We want the COVID champ back. need like seven-time
0: back-to-seven-time undefeated heavyweight champion. A covid doug is a covid champ the john cena of sars this man has gotten covid more than i've gotten booster and vaccines he's (laughs) beaten me in covid numbers and i have i'm about to get my fourth booster he's had covid like four times he's a champion
2: bro bill gates three bolsonaro eight you can't do this (laughs) you can't do this okay
0: ufc undisputed heavyweight champion doug dana white loves him